everybody. Turn this up in my headphones, Charles. Turning it up. Hello, 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 everybody, one and all, welcome to yet another very special episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. My name is Charles, and with me today, as always, is my lifelong friend and co-host, Dylan. I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friend, Charles. I am ready to talk some fantasy with my friend as well, Dylan, but not just any fantasy today, because oh. today we are continuing our book recommendations series. We put out a post on Twitter to have people share with us books that they would recommend for fans of the First Law Trilogy. You read First Law Trilogy, you loved it, what can you read next that has a similar kind of flavor and twitter answered and we have our own replies as well and we're just excited to get into it yes we are absolutely pumped to get into it joe abercrombie's work is some of our absolute favorite of anything Mm -hmm. that we've read undoubtedly Uh, that's probably clear by all the first law character (laughs) profiles and stuff that we've been doing just keep talking about it so i think that we hopefully have a lot of first law fans who have been tuning in and we want to be able to guide them in the right direction in case they've already read all of Joe's work and they want to know what else is worth checking out. That's right. And it's important to know, I think that this is a spoiler free episode. We're just going to drop some names and why we think like what their similarities are for first law fans, what first law fans might enjoy from these recommendations. And yeah, just loving to talk more books, more fantasy all day long. Um, But none of this would have been possible without our fellow fantasy enthusiasts over on Twitter. Isn't that right, Dylan? That's right. And I want to thank all the wonderful folks who helped share this request Mm -hmm. out to their followers, too. Without your help, we would have gotten such an outpour of recommendations that are going to help make this episode uh, that much better. So I want to say thank you to uh, Carrie at I Can Has Books. Uh, thank you to Words Matter at Jenny K and Z. Thank you to Jillian Redfern, who's a deputy publisher, and uh, that's at Jillian Redfern. Thank you to Dirk Ashton, an author and Spiffbo finalist, author of the Paternus trilogy, and that's mm. at Un Dirk. And also thank you to the Winds of Time podcast at the Winds of, who are a fellow who is a fellow podcast. Uh, and we also got a quote tweet from Lou Abercrombie and uh, oh. of relation to Joe <laughs> Abercrombie. Uh, that's Joe Abercrombie's spouse at Lady Grimdark <laughs> on Twitter, who quote tweeted the gif I shared of uh, Joe Abercrombie alongside this and said, Ooh, look, a gif of Joe. And you made so that gif we, yourself, right, Dylan? Right. Yes, Very that's nice a work. homemade Dylan <laughs> at the FTF podcast gif. I'm always trying to make those. So I that's you know an FTF I original. That, right. It was before <laughs> I really got into rhythm of figuring out how to make gifs. 
and it was one of the first ones I made, so it did take me a while, and I was like, is all of this going to be at all <laughs> worth it? And then Joe Abercrombie's wife <laughs> enjoyed it, and I was like, yes, this is all worth it. <laughs> so I, I was would, very happy I definitely about say getting so on that way, radar. You know, that, that tweet was blessed by the Abercrombie dynasty, so right. very exciting to kick off these wrecks um mm-hmm. i'm gonna go into a few of mine really quickly there were some that were mentioned by other users so i might skip those for now actually and come back to them um but one that was not mentioned by anyone uh oh. that i think is one of my personal favorites it's the magicians by lev grossman and the magicians is not grimdark by any means, and I know like Joe Abercrombie's Lord Grimdark on Twitter, so people are probably expecting a lot of grimdark wrecks, which we have. But magicians to me stands out not for being grimdark, but for great characterization, great sense of humor, and the willingness to depart from a lot of the common fantasy tropes. It's fresh. It's modern. It's got. An incredibly vibrant voice that comes through from the author, much like you know Joe's um, Joe's prose is very vibrant as Nailed well. It. And I would say, and Dylan, I'm going to toss this over to you, but I would say both have a really good sense for psychology and just kind of like the human condition, right? I would definitely agree with that. I I did read The Magicians before enrolling in my graduate program for counseling psychology but i do remember at the time uh, thinking that it was the best portrayal of depression that i've ever seen Mm -hmm. from the magicians and the way that it's explored with just a really realistic dare i say it charles (laughs) oh you approach to what depression most commonly looks like i would say is really impressive uh, from Lev Grossman. So props to him. And of course, it goes without saying that Joe Abercrombie consistently displays a deep understanding of psychology with his characters in the First Law series. Well said. So if you liked uh, First Law series and you're looking for a little bit of a departure from Swords and Sorcery, but still in these great characters great sense of humor um take a good look into characterization check right. out the magicians by lev grossman mm. yeah um the other series i wanted to bring up super quickly that no one brought up which surprised <laughs> me and it might not be for the tra- traditional reasons you might think of but it's the lord of the rings I now see. hear me out everybody you have to say you, you got something on your mind dylan <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just can't believe the second thing we're going to talk about in a recommendations for Joe Abercrombie books is going to be The Lord of the Rings. When the book, I know where you're going to go with this, Charles, so I will hear you out. And I invite our listeners to do the same. But as a big fan of modern grimdark fantasy, it is hard for me to just sit quietly while that rises to second <laughs> on a list of recommendations for now Lord Grimdark's. Fair. Very fair, very fair. But, you know, I had my recommendations and these books were the only two books that didn't already come up. So I wanted to get them out of the way. And it's kind of bizarre to recommend Lord of the Rings to fantasy fans out there. But, you know, like like yourself, Dylan, you had read Jabba Crombie well before you read Lord of the Rings. And here's why I'm recommending it. And it's simply because 
so that you can fully appreciate what Joe Abercrombie is subverting or, dare I say, lampooning throughout wow. the first law. I mean, there's so many great moments that happen in the first law series that I'm not going to get into, but you can obviously see that he's paralleling Lord of the Rings at certain times and having fun with that and having fun with those tropes. And I, Dylan, you have the benefit of reading these in the order that I'm suggesting now. You read Abercrombie first, Lord of the Rings second. Don't you kind of appreciate what Abercrombie was doing a little bit more after having read Lord of the Rings? Right. There are scenes that I see in the first law where I can now tell that they're pretty directly subverting specific things that happened in the Lord of the Rings books. And I don't Mm -hmm. want to go into details because of spoilers for potentially both those series, but I did gain a new appreciation for some of the ways that Abercrombie is subverting these tropes. I will also say that Lord of the Rings does not come to mind for me if someone had just read the first law and they're looking for what they should be reading next agree i don't think oh yeah like definitely check out the uh, like the lord of the rings you'll love it i'm like okay well if you're seasoned with this grimdark stuff and you want to check something out then uh, like uh, i don't know i i think that there's a lot of grimdark and gritty dark fantasy i would say you could probably oh find yeah I mean, if you're going into this looking go for a, the Lord next the entertaining yeah. read maybe stick along the grim dark veins but if you want to kind of fully appreciate what's going on in the world of grim dark and especially joe abercrombie's work these books are worth picking up if only for, for that sure. if not being the most famous yeah. fantasy series ever and we can move on now we've got tons and tons and tons of users submitted grim dark fantasy so let's just get right into one of the big ones here we have user district underscore ute who ute, ute who goes on to say this may be too obvious but a song of ice and fire series dark Gray areas, evolving characters, humor, violence, and complex plot. And this was at the top of my recommendations list too. And I agree 100%. It might be too obvious to be like, hey, if you've read Abercrombie but not read like Game of Thrones, you go pick it up. I mean, it's, like it's kind of understood, I think, by a lot of fantasy fans. But just in case you're in this group that's read Joe Abercrombie and not George Martin, definitely pick up a song of ice and fire there's so many really interesting parallels um like the stories are told in a very similar way where each chapter is like a different pov or it bounces around different povs and a lot of characters kind of parallel each other and just they're both really great modern outstanding voices in fantasy well said, Charles, and I do appreciate District Ute, who's at S underscore Glouse 18 mm-hmm. on Twitter, bringing this to our attention. I think we'd be remiss not to talk about A Song of Ice and Fire here, although you think of it typically in the reverse direction of how we're talking about now, where it's more like someone who's like Game of Thrones and maybe gone on to read A Song of Ice and Fire might say, what should I read next? And you and I would be very quick to say, well, check out the first law. That's yes. a great next very step common for that you. We do that. And we did yeah, that, so, actually. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so we do have a book recommendations for A Song of Ice and Fire episode. And first law might have been the first thing we talked it about. It was right there. at the top it's, of the list for sure. Right. So it usually goes the opposite way, but 
if you're someone who's had a unique path to this gritty dark fantasy that started with Abercrombie and you haven't checked out A Song of Ice and Fire yet, of course, makes a lot of sense to grab that as your next to read. And, uh, you know, people know about Song of Ice and Fire, so let's let's keep it rolling, Charles. Agreed. We have the great Phantology stopping by at Phantology Ooh. underscore books. You may know them from our collaborations. Um, they helped us kick off Wheel of Time. We went over recently to talk about the end of the Poppy War series. So, you know, your ears should perk up when they're, they're coming out with recommendations because they're super knowledgeable. Right. And they put out some really great ones. So I'm just going to get into what they said here. Um, if you want more Grimdark after Lord Grimdark's experience, I'd say Rebecca Kwong at Kwong RF provides a different flavor focused more on the speculative fiction side and at evan winter who has written the rage of dragons is a little gritty too although not as much as these also at scott lynch 78 his books are fantastic right and, and scott lynch oh, author of the gentleman bastard yes series. yes and a Charles, series i'm very just, familiar with <laughs> yes uh, i was gonna recommend uh, gentleman bastards for this book i was like go read it guys <laughs> even though i haven't <laughs> yes so charles that's uh been the really difficult one to get charles to accept in our friends <laughs> pitching fantasy segments has been gentleman bastard but don't you worry gentleman bastard fans don't you worry benjamin if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> we will find a way to get charles to read the gentleman bastard series at some point and maybe this endorsement from phantology podcast will help charles because you love the first law you love how those books are both gritty and dark while also being very humorous yeah and that's what i would say sticks out that makes scott lynch's gentleman bastard beginning with the lies of Locke lamora a very good recommendation for fans of Joe Abercrombie's work. I think that's the hardest part is that balance of the grim darkness. Although I don't know if I'd quite call, uh, I quite call gentleman bastard grim dark, but the darkness anyway, like gritty and dark and willing to have a lot of messed up things happen. Scott Lynch mm-hmm. certainly is willing to do that, but he's also very, very funny. It's got amazing dialogue, great characters and all those things the way they're balanced with the darkness, I think is something that fans of Joe Abercrombie would really appreciate. That's good to hear. Doesn't surprise me at all. For the record, Dylan has to make me choose between some really (laughs) tough choices on friends pitching fantasy. And this is a series I've really wanted to read. He's just made it impossible to choose it. So hopefully next time he, he uh, prepares me a little better, but anyone that's upset can blame him. Uh, Phantology does touch on a series that I would also strongly recommend for fans of Abercrombie, and that's the Poppy War trilogy by Rebecca Kwong. You know, I didn't. It didn't come. Kwong didn't come to my mind at first when I was preparing my own recommendations, and then when I read Phantology's tweet, I was like, "Of course, of course, read Rebecca Kwong," because. They're both really grimdark, I would say. They both have excellent characters, and they both have, like, a refreshing take on a lot of common fantasy tropes. Mm. You know, um, uh, Rin from the Poppy War, she just kind of 
blazes her own path and the way she handles <laughs> these it. common thank you common <laughs> scenarios that we might see in fantasy books like these is super fresh and original and you know dylan and i think as a character she's really really great but as she as a person not so great and that's Rin, something that, that is uh, yeah Rin. <laughs> i don't want people to think you're talking about rebecca kwong Oh, yeah, I'm talking about Rin, the book character. Yes. I don't know Rebecca Kwong personally. She seems great. <laughs> but Rin is a character that we love. And I said character. But as a person, you know, she's not great. And that kind of describes pretty much every character in the first law. So, I mean, the parallels there are really strong. So if you, I would highly recommend Poppy War Trilogy. Yeah. I also think that Rebecca Kwong's work with Rin's character arc displays a very strong understanding and like display of psychology as well and mm, I think awesome. that she's got such a like such a great and unique voice does Rebecca Kwong very different from Joe Abercrombie's but it does stick out that both of them have this very uh, fresh voice with very like dialogue is something that sticks out for me with both of them hmm. for different reasons. Um, but I love how Rebecca Kwong's dialogue in the Poppy War trilogy reads extremely contemporary and yes. modern. And it's yes. such a, it's makes it so much easier to read. Her pacing is a lot quicker than Joe's, I would say. <laughs> right. Uh, quicker than about any yeah. ones, yes. right? Like she moves at breakneck pace. And I mean that in all the, best ways but when i oh, do I hear it. people yeah well, charles and i love fast moving books and when i do hear people uh, lament things about <laughs> the poppy war shows it's usually the pacing that you don't get to sit around with things and process but i do think that's all very deliberate to kind of stories that rebecca kwong tells and For i'll sure. also say that it, evan winter I've heard it, amazing things about huh. his work. I've seen interviews with him. Like he's uh, inter Daniel Green, booktuber extraordinaire, has interviewed Evan Winter, and Evan Winter has very insightful things to say about the genre and writing. And I have the Rage of Dragons sitting on my sh shelf, mocking <laughs> me. So I will get there. Uh, Charles and I will get there. I do think Phantology did do an episode i i don't want to make that as a promise because i didn't double check <laughs> but i think they did do an episode on the rage of dragons as well so if oh. you've read that you want to hear more you can check them out that's good to hear yeah i wasn't too familiar with the rage of dragons but if anthology recommends it and it seems like you're excited to get around to it as well well just put it on the tbr put it on there um, Charles, Lord of the TB, <laughs> Lord of well, the TBR, said it himself. I don't know how that TBR, but the you know just general oh. TBR, the pile behind me, but not right. like on the reading schedule. That's like very careful process. Um, but one day soon, hopefully, you know, Phantology recommends it, especially in this Abercrombie recommendations, and we're such huge Abercrombie fans. Right. These will definitely make it to the short list. Um, and another author that we really love, recommended by Justin T. Call at Justin underscore T underscore Call. 
he goes on to recommend one that was at the top of my recommendation list as well, which is the Broken Empire series by Mark Lawrence. Uh, Justin says, It's every bit as dark as Abercrombie's books, parentheses, maybe darker, and it has its own unique flavor of humor. It's hard for me to decide which book is darker. They're both like dark in their own horrifically fascinating ways right. <laughs> but but broken empire definitely kind of takes some of that stuff to 11 it's you know just as twisted as abercrombie's most twisted characters if not more so it's very modern it's got a lot of grim dark fantasy elements and i would say where it kind of splits off is broken empire it's um i don't know i don't, I don't want to get into spoilers so i'm going to redact can, what i was going to say i but. can say something yeah, go for it. I think it. where it's split, if you're trying to say what makes them different, yeah. I would say that the Broken Empire is much more focused on one particular character. Yes. It's, well, Abercrombie's work takes you through that rotating point of view mm-hmm. bit. A la Mark Game Lawrence, of Thrones. A la Game of Thrones. Lawrence will make you sit in the perspective of Yorg, which is not always. <laughs> uh, very pleasant uh it's very good to read and it's very enjoyable in that sense but it's a very dark place to be in is york's perspective and i'll say too that abercrombie is a slower burn on how he gets to the grimdark elements his work he's got such a big reputation for being lord grimdark at this point that we all know going in and expect it but if you were just picking up the blade itself and reading it for the first time, I don't think you'd be as quick to note, like, oh, this is super, like, grimdark. <laughs> Broken you Empire, you'd know in the Broken first Empire, paragraph. you'd know very quickly. <laughs> and I do, yeah, this one I always want to make sure I, I give a content warning for sexual violence, if you're going to get into it. Charles and I definitely enjoy the Broken Empire series, oh, yeah. and we appreciate all of Mark Lawrence's work that we've gotten to. We uh, I mean, my favorite of Mark Lawrence's work is the Book of the Ancestor um, mm. of what I've read anyway. And uh, I think, though, Broken Empire is probably a better fit for book recommendations for fans of the first law because of how grimdark it is. Right. Yeah. Yep. I would agree. Um, I, there's just some really great moments that happen in, in the Broken yep. Empire series that stick have stuck with me all these years after I've read it. And Mark Lawrence, friend of the show as well. You cannot go friend wrong. Friend of the show, Mark Lawrence. That's yeah. right. So definitely check out the Broken Empire series. Definitely um, do that. Justin also recommends another series that I have never read. Dylan, maybe you have some experience with it. The Raven's Mark series by yes. Edward David McDonald. Yes, Charles. I do have experience with Ed McDonald's Raven's Mark series. I actually have this as, I would say, my number one underrated recommendation for fans of Joe Abercrombie's work. Okay. And like I was saying earlier, a very hard balance to find that Abercrombie finds so well is this, it's really gritty and dark. But it's also funny with lots of great voice. And that's what makes it sometimes hard to recommend stuff for uh, for fans of Abercrombie. Because it's like, well, I don't know. Like, do you like the funny stuff or the dark stuff or the both? <laughs> right. And if it's the both, then 
Ed McDonald's work is a great fit. And I would say much like the Broken Empire, it's much more centralized to one character. That's why I help Gal Haro, uh, mm-hmm. who's a great anti-hero. I think I did mention him in our anti-heroes episode, if I'm remembering cr- our favorite anti-heroes. Or, oh, oh, what do we call it? Anti-heroes that stole our hearts? Was yeah, that it, yeah, Charles? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I did bring up the main character from the Ravens Mark series in that one, and very complex, interesting character, very focused to his arc, and gritty, dark, funny, Lots of things that you'd want if you're a Joe Abercrombie fan. Very well said. Um, another one to add to my TBR pile. Um, there's some overlap <laughs> between Justin and another Twitter user called uh, Micah Hall at Mix number five, M-A-S-T-A number five, Micah. And they rec- they just have a bunch of recommendations here. Um, first off, we have The Broken Empire and Red Queen's War by Mark Lawrence. Broken Empire, we highly recommend. Um, I've never read Red Queen's War. Have you, Dylan? No, I actually have not read Red Queen's War by friend of the show, Mark Lawrence. But uh, if it's anything like everything else I've read by friend of the show, Mark Lawrence, I imagine <laughs> I would like it a lot. In fact, the character... Jalan, from what I can gather, it's got that opening line that I grab sometimes, even though I haven't read the book. That's like, <laughs> I, I don't have it in front of me now, but it's like, I'm a liar, a cheat, and a uh, something else. <laughs> you know that one, Charles? No, Definitely. I don't. Okay. Well, it's got one of my favorite opening lines. Definitely check that one out. Uh, and I think if you like more of these like roguish types, that's the sense I get from the main character there. Mm-hmm. And again, like we're... We don't usually have to have read it to feel confident that you'll enjoy Mark Lawrence's work with everything that we have seen from him. For sure. Have you read any of these other series recommended by Micah here? I know you can see the list. Right. So also recommended The Empires of Dust by Anna Smith Spark. Um, That one I have not read. If I'm correct here, Anna Smith Spark, uh, I think, came up at another point too and i've heard that or it like comes up on another thing that we'll get to later i think hmm. um i've heard that asmith spark does do very grimdark writing but the prose is oh yeah there's a comment on this i right. think you all would really enjoy the above just be forewarned about anna she's awesome but her prose style is like that of cormac mccarthy very stylized but epic Mm -hmm. so maybe for some of those folks who are coming off lord of the rings and liked that epic prose (laughs) style that tolkien captures very well but wants a more grimdark version of it then i would imagine anna smith spark might be providing that for you i don't i don't know from experience uh, with her work well there is another twitter user that we've had on this list that also mentioned Anna Smith Sparks. And that's, I'll just mention yeah. them really quickly and then we can get back to the rest of his sure. recommendations. But we have Shauna at Shauna L. Wright. Oh. And Hi, Shauna, if you're listening. Hello. And they say anything by Anna Smith Sparks is okay. a great place to start. The prose. Oh, the prose. It's a thing <laughs> of delight. Right. That is what the prose doing. coming up a lot with Anna Smith Sparks. And her. <laughs> Her Twitter handle, Asmith Sparks, is at Queen of Grimdark. Is is that accurate? Um, <laughs> I'll double check that one. That's point, what but... Shauna tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that 
I mean, clearly Asmith Spark is playing off of the grimdark uh, Twitter handle names. So I would imagine it's at Queen of Grimdark is Anna Smith Spark, apparently. So, oh, okay. So the is was maybe left over from some spacing issues. Oh, yeah. Typos. The is is, um, yeah, I think that just got clustered together here. So it's at Queen of Grimdark is a good place to start. Yes, there that we go. The pros are the pros. <laughs> okay, so we, we worked it. that one out. <laughs> and seems like Anna Smith Spark is a very good recommendation if you're looking for that more stylized version of uh, the grimdark genre. That's an interesting combination. I would be very interested. We can add that to your nebulous TBR, Charles. That doesn't mean anything. (laughs) It means that it's on my radar, you know? It's not going to read it anytime soon because we have to read like six other flipping Abercrombie books and then 11 other <laughs> Wheel of Time books. So it's, any other book kind of goes into the nebulous pile for now. And right. Until no, we, we are excited. But a bigger dent in what we have already committed to. Um, so that is Anne Smith's Spark. Definitely piques my interest there. You know, I'm a big fan of prose. Um, so back to <laughs> Micah Hall's recommendations pros. here. Uh you know, he's got Raven's Mark by Ed McDonald, which Dylan so expertly covered already. But, you know, if it's coming up multiple times, you got to know that we're on to something here. That's always good to see. And then anything by K.J. Parker. And then Micah says, try Sharps or The Folding Knife. Have you heard of any of these books, Dylan? I've, I've heard K.J. Parker on an interview before, I believe, and definitely enjoyed listening to that interview but i I can't speak to parker's work all right all right well worth looking into at least yeah haven't read it is what i mean right i I can't speak to it (laughs) so this next twitter user tress churchill t-r-e-s churchill at t-r-e-s churchill um they say a couple series and the first one they say has come up a couple times and this is books that scratch the itch for me powder mage by brian mcclellan for characters and politics and i have not read powder mage i know a lot about the background of brian mcclellan and a lot about the background of this book but dylan you've actually read it so maybe you can provide more insight here yeah powder mage is one that came up multiple times i believe i think it might come up also on instagram at some point but i'll say that it's it's a great series it's by brian mcclellan who is well known as being someone who took brandon sanderson's class at byu i think i think mcclellan took the class twice and uh, felt as though he showed a lot of improvement, or at least Sanderson felt as though he showed a lot of improvement <laughs> between those two times. Powder Mage is darker, I would say, than Sanderson's work tends to get. Uh, I'm not sure if I would quite classify it as grimdark, but it it revolves around these uh, powder mages who can basically like snort uh, powder and use their magic powers to alter the course of bullets Hmm. and it's uh, got this kind of showdown between this hard magic system powder mage folk side of things and the these almost more old school 
typical wizard style mages who have a sort of soft magic system going on for them. So it's an interesting work regarding the like meta of it, which I think is something that Abercrombie does really well. Well, uh, too. it's like said. be mindful of meta. That that is pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean this is, you know, anyone that's under the tutelage of Sanderson definitely has piqued my interest as well. And, and this one's come up a couple times by a couple of users, so Definitely keep that one on your radar. Another one recommended by Tress Churchill is Kings of the Wild by Nicholas Eames. And this is another one that is uh, famous for being rejected in Friends Pitching Fantasy by yours truly. But this one was the second, you know, these this one and um, Poor Gentleman Bastards, those two were the toughest ones to not choose and this one for me is like i love rock and roll and that seems to be a big influence in the story and then like this kind of embrace of the humor and the, and the fun in fantasy has always piqued my interest and i'm very very excited to read this series when we get to it which is hopefully soon and i understand that it is quite funny as well so that just makes me even more interested well said charles i like to say it balances Humor and heartfelt. Humor and heartfelt. I like those things. Um, another one that I want to bring up because I think it's a really interesting recommendation. We have Drew McCaffrey at DCAF Writing, and they recommend The Acts of Cain by uh, M.W. Stover. And they say that this should be required reading for Abercrombie fans. And I can see the similarities. I mean, I love Heroes Die. That's the only book from the Acts of Cain that I've read. And although it's a series, you could definitely read Heroes Die as a standalone. And I would highly recommend picking that up if you haven't. Because for me, it's the action that that stands out. Abercrombie, like... The sec- in my second read-through, I appreciated his action scenes so much more. I mean, they're just fantastic. They're, they're not like the traditional epic battles that you think of, but the way he writes action is very exciting, very blow-by-blow, blow, very dramatic, and also sometimes kind of funny. You know, characters are like slipping and sliding around. It's not pretty. It's not stylized, but it's, it's always very real and exciting. And the Acts of Cain delivers on that kind of violence as well. It's not funny ever. It's a very serious, um, like, you know, he's like a action hero kind of, of protagonist. But he does some really cool stuff. And the depiction of fighting and the blow-by-blow is very exciting. So those two parallel each other super well for that reason. Well said, Charles. Oh, I think, yeah always have been a great advocate of the <laughs> heroes of die. heroes die by matthew stover i should and read the Drew other mccaffrey ones. spoke about this in more detail uh, as a feature on fantasy for the ages podcast when they did their fantasy draft but not that kind of fantasy draft right. uh, fantasy fellowship draft so you can hear him espouse the greatness further of heroes die on that podcast very well said and i know we're kind of wrapping up on our time dylan so i would invite you to take a close look at some of the rest of these users and see if there's anyone you definitely want to bring up we've got time for a few more here okay charles well i'll want to make sure that we give a shout out to 
our buddy David S at mm. Book Meanderings, uh, who mentioned "We Are the Dead" by Mike Shackle, and uh, I have heard a lot of great things about that book. I also have heard great things about Forgetting Moon by Brian Lee Durfee. Mm. And that's another one that David S. recommended. David S. said, both of those are the closest I've come to the gritty, almost nihilistic feel of Abercrombie's novels. And we have some other uh, folks who are saying great uh, stuff here that we'll keep rolling with. Words Matter, that's at Jenny KNZ, recommended The Gray Bastards and The True Bastards by Jonathan French, and also uh, mentioned Kings of the Wild and Bloody Rose by uh, Nicholas Eames. Um, the bit here that I want to make sure that we touch on is Jenny KNZ saying, Characters dealing with systems of moral ambiguity, unavoidable violence, bleak humor, politics and power dynamics, magic as a tool, mix up James Bond on a budget with X-Files and the thick of it, or Yes Minister, with choices like which elder god to negotiate with. And that was in reference to uh, these, the Grey Bastards, the True Bastards, and uh, the two The Band books by Nicholas Eames. Um, Well yeah, well, there's a few more that we definitely want to make sure that we mention here, Charles. So, yep. um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Nils Shukla at Nils Reviews It. And Nils said, I'd recommend the Dragons of Terror Trilogy by at Brian Nasl, which I think is Brian Nasland. Um, they're humor plenty of banter fantastic battles complex characters and anti-heroes an environmental theme and dragons and i think uh, nils is onto something (laughs) there when it comes to good recommendations for fans of the first law series Um, always love me a good dragon story (laughs) right uh we also got another nod from Jack Shelton at J Shelton eighty nine for Mike Shackle's work. That was We Are the Dead. So huh, nice. Yep, said really scratch that grim dark itch for me last year as a big Abercrombie fan. Um, and Charles, I think no discussion of recommendations for fans of at Lord Grimdark's work <laughs> would be better than that provided by Grimdark magazine itself. Right. Wow, that's a great source. Right. And that's at Adrian G D Madge. And uh, uh, they recommended uh, Luke Skull and Alex Marshall on Luke Skull. Um, that's the author of the Grim Company. Uh, which the little pitch here for that was the difference between a hero and a killer lies in the ability to justify dark deeds. But this is the age of ruin and there are no heroes. Sounds very Abercrombian to me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And then Alex Marshall, author of A Crown for Cold Silver. The pitch for that one was five villains, one legendary general, a final quest for vengeance. So you can see... Grimdark Magazine knows they're grimdark. Those <laughs> yeah. sound like great recommendations, too. For sure. Though, 
I think we've got time for one more, unless you think otherwise, Dylan, feel free to interrupt me. But the one that might be the the most obvious recommendation comes from uh, Twitter user Lorraine Bondi at Bondi Lorraine. And they say, never thought I would like Grimdark. Then I read First Law and was freaking amazing. Abercrombie's characters are brilliant and his battle scenes are gritty and real. Can't think of anyone who comes close. Um, you did the Age of Madness is what they're recommending, which is the next trilogy that takes place in the First Law universe after all the First Law books. So yes, if you like the first law trilogy then you should check out the age of madness trilogy by joe abercrombie and you know what dylan i think we can put that one on the official tbr list yeah, <laughs> yeah it already is so <laughs> thank you charles for your great generosity around that one can can i mention uh at least one more charles sure i think we're yeah i think we're doing actually all right time wise mm-hmm. um, good time for one more Right. So that would be from uh, Ryan Copeland at Ryan Copeland six. And that's Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurdy, which I I actually don't think is a a fancy book, which is interesting. They said not fancy, but Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurdy is a must for fans of the first law. And we had Edward Gwynn at Edward GDM, uh, who you may know oh, from his booktube channel with his brother Will, the brothers Gwynn, um, also mm-hmm. son of John Gwynn. There's another great author you might want to check out if you're a fan of the first law. Awesome. And uh, Edward said, okay, absolutely. This is the best wreck. Larry McMurdy is awesome and his characters are quirky and hilarious. What happens to them is just downright brutal. There is little joy. Perfect for Abercrombie <laughs> fans. <laughs> <laughs> little joy indeed. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, so it's not fantasy, huh? It's um, like historical fiction, I guess. Yeah. I, I think that it might even be Western. I got to check. I checked right when they first uh, recommended it. Lonesome Dove by Larry right. McMurdy. All right. Yeah, it's Western. Oh, 1985 cool. Western novel by American writer Larry McMurdy. And yeah, I mean, especially Red Country by Joe Abercrombie has a more Western feel. So I wouldn't be surprised if McMurdy may have inspired a little bit of that. Wow. Well, it's been a while since I've read a, a good Western, but that sounds like a really really good wreck for first law fans thank you ryan copeland thank you edward gwynn it's very exciting and you know what dylan there were so many people that entered we don't know if we got to everybody but um thank you all for throwing out a recommendation i mean this was super fun i I love talking first laws i know you do as well dylan so to Mm. see a lot of these books come up over and over a lot of them we have experience with some i've not which is very exciting uh yeah it was just great a bunch of great books talked out here a lot of great people showing up and adding to the conversation and i don't know just a whole lot of fun and i had a great time talking through all these amazing first law recommendations well said charles yeah thank you so much to the fancy community over on 
Twitter for providing these recommendations. We really appreciate it. We're sorry for anyone that we might have missed, um, but uh, we appreciate every single person who came out and provided recommendations. That's right. And you know what? You can check us out on Twitter at the FTF podcast with the number one at the end where we do these kinds of things all the time. And I'm sure Dylan's going to have one cooking up shortly after this episode comes out right dylan i'm sure i absolutely will charles (laughs) you heard it here first folks so definitely be on the lookout for that and if there's nothing left dylan i think we can go ahead and play that sweet sweet outro music i think it's time to play that sweet sweet outro music charles all right Thank you, everybody, for listening to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. If you like what you heard today, you want to support the show, you want to be part of the conversation, want to throw us some recommendations the next time we do one of these kinds of episodes, then please, please, please check us out on Twitter. That's where all the magic's happening over on the FTF Podcast with a number one at the end. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at the FTF Podcast, and you can shoot us an email directly at the FTF Podcast at gmail.com. Now, Dylan, if they still wanted to support the show even more, and they just so happen to be listening on an Apple device through Apple Podcasts, what can they do? Toss five stars to our podcast. Just scroll down on that Apple Podcast page until you start seeing some stars on the friends talking fantasy section of the apple podcast page and when you start seeing stars then we would love it if you clicked five of those stars uh if you do have a little bit of extra time then leaving a review is super helpful for a podcast like ours find our podcast but you know what just listening and getting to this point that is more than enough we are so grateful just listening guys that's more than enough you're super awesome thank you so much for being here making it all the way to the end you're a rock star thank you thank you thank you and as always go forth and conquer friends